0: Welcome to another Calvary Baltimore B-Side with our senior pastor, Josh Plantholt. B-Sides are a companion to the weekly sermon, giving an in-depth look behind the teaching. Now with running commentary to complement this week's sermon, here's Pastor Josh.
1: Well, welcome. Uh, this is going to be a totally different uh, kind of uh, B- B-Side here. Uh so Jan taught Sunday, and uh, we, we couldn't get the live stream going. So uh, I actually don't know what he talked about. <laughs> uh, people said he did good, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so I don't want to say anything there. Um, and I thought, you know, it's New Year's. It's probably, uh, I think, I believe, it's a good time. Uh, to sort of do a year in review and and going forward. And uh, I don't want to do necessarily what that means for the church because uh, we should do that with the church uh, when that time comes. But I do want to talk about, um, since so much of what we do here on Mondays is about uh, Bible study and and deep theology and those sorts of things, uh, I wanted to do a a study uh, on that on what I'm using, what resources I like, and I hope this is helpful uh, to you. Uh, so the first thing I, wa- I want to do here, we got to do a good bit of screen sharing today, is uh, the, the first resource that I really got into uh, recently uh, was the Banner of Truth. Uh, and they put out lots of Puritan uh, works that I, I find uh, really helpful. And again, it's called the Banner of Truth. Truth. There's a little picture of Whitfield there. Um, On the Banner of Truth, they put out primarily uh, Puritan writings of uh, old dead guys who uh, loved the Lord and gave their lives for the Lord. So, pretty much anything you can get from the Banner of Truth is going to be excellent. Uh, And I got, they had a 50% off sale On their Geneva commentary series. Uh, So obviously I gobbled a lot of those up. I got like 17 of them. Uh, But here's two I wanted to show you. Uh, We have uh, Ecclesiastes by Charles Bridges. Charles Bridges, this this book is unbelievable if you're interested in Ecclesiastes. Uh, Here's another one, Uh, Revelation. uh, J- James Ramsey, uh, and uh, on and on and on. And the reason I, I brought these two is because they're all different sizes; they're not uniform. Um, but but the writings of the Puritans or something—it was almost the golden age of theology in the church, in the sense that that these people loved the Lord; they gave their lives to the Lord. And when they wanted to expound the Scriptures, the first thought place they typically went was where else can I use the scriptures to support the scriptures? There, there was an active, living, breathing, tangibility of sola scriptura uh, in the 16 and 1700s uh, that just permeated, and it was built upon everything the Reformation was leading to. And so the works of the Puritans are incredible. Banner of Truth is a great place uh, to, to do that. Uh, The other thing I'm I'm trying to um, develop and get into is, so I'm studying, I have Sunday mornings, (laughs) I have Monday morning Bible studies, I have Monday night Bible study now, Uh, and I'm working on a a little pet project. When it snows, we're in a different book of the Bible, so I'm always kind of, what am I thinking about? Because typically we get about four snow days a, a year. Uh, so, you know, I'm thinking along those lines. And then, you know, the Lord has me in my personal devotion. So I'm always in all these different books of the Bible. And one of the things that are <laughs> my biggest challenge as a pastor is time, uh, at least one of my biggest problems. If I want to sit down and I want to write something on Colossians, um, actually, I got a book of Colossians right here. <laughs> if I want to study the book of Colossians, you know, I have these resources that I can draw from, but that takes a lot of time. So I need quick resources. And one of the things I'm kind of uh, coming to, and Steve Lawson turned me onto to this. Uh, he said, yes, yeah, study Bibles. He loves study Bibles. You can pick up a study Bible and boom, Uh, You know, you you have your your quick explanations that you need so you can keep moving in the book that you're in and not get into something else. So um, there was, I'm starting to gather study Bibles and I just wanted to show you a few. I'm really digging right now in a few that I have. Uh, Ray Comfort's, Ray Comfort has an evidence study Bible, really good, really, really good sound stuff. Um, he has quotes all over from church history. He has um, apologetic stuff in there because that's what he does. Living Waters Ministry—he's an incredible apologist. Probably my favorite living apologist, him, and probably Dr. James White. Um, yeah, so that resource is every time I read it, I'm like, man, this is so good. Uh, I just got—I got these. The next four I'm going to show you uh, over the Christmas break because I, actually I typically buy almost all of my books for the year around Christmas, because that's when the sales are. So it probably is like, boy, Josh buys a lot of books. Well, I buy a lot of books around Christmas, and then throughout the year, I'll buy one or two as needed, but not not typically. Uh, the Gospel Transformation Study Bible. Uh, this is really cool, because it, when you go through the Old Testament, every single chapter, they have some sort of note about how this is pointing to or they get at in some way Christ. How does this relate to the gospel? So everything in, in the in the New Testament post the gospel starting at Acts points obviously back to Jesus. But the, these notes really help you understand how everything in the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus as well. Really cool. I bought this book, The Literary Study Uh, of the bible now you'd think boy if there was ever a work a book for josh this is it i i so far i am not a fan at all (laughs) i every time i read it basically and i thought oh they're gonna have chiasms all over the place nope uh before every chapter it's like we think verses one through five mean this verses six through uh seven mean that and there's just no chiastic work in there, and I'm I'm pulling my hair out what I have left, and I'm going no, this isn't right. Uh, <laughs> so I would avoid that one. Uh, the archaeology study Bible. This was eighty dollars, and they had it on sale for like thirty two. And if the sale's still going on, it's great. Uh, this is Zondervan has one that I used to have, but I gave it I gave it away to somebody. Uh, They have an archaeology. they have a cultural study Bible, Uh, and this is the ESV's, uh, I think Crossway puts this one out. Yeah, Crossway. It's Crossway's uh, answer to that, and it's just filled with archaeological and cultural evidences. So, uh, I I haven't gotten there, but if you're in Luke, and you come to the birth story of Jesus, they're probably going to talk about... Uh, how when Jesus was put, there was no room in the inn. In the Greek, that word is kataluma, uh, which means upper room. And so they talk about the structure of first century homes and they get into those sorts of things. Uh, When Solomon and the Proverbs starts uh, quoting and, and there's definitely, he's building upon old Egyptian Proverbs that predate the book of proverbs itself and so they probably get into those sort of ancient manuscripts that sort of stuff and i love that kind of thing it, it helps you to be more aware this one's really interesting the c.s lewis study bible <laughs> really cool um you know you you just you read through it and every once in a while i don't know if you can see this every once in a while there is a c.s lewis quote um that you can attach to the scriptures. So for me, if I'm going through, again, I'll just say Colossians, I'm not going through Colossians, um, you can go, oh, this C.S. Lewis quote really kind of hits these verses. Uh, and you can build upon that. So I'm, And I have a few other study Bibles that I bought last year um, that really good. So just some things to, to put on your radar that I'm anticipating using. Uh, we'll we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, a few other things. Uh, the Step Bible. Let's go over here. The Step Bible. S-T-E-P Bible.org I love the Step Bible. And what you'll notice, and you can get a good app for this on your phone, when you, uh, when you pull up the Step Bible, you can even follow along with me on, uh, at church on Sunday. In fact, it was this um, program was one of the reasons why I switched to the ESV. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Okay, so here we are. We're in Genesis uh, 25. Uh, we're talking about the birth of Esau and, and, and Jacob. Now, what's really cool about the Step Bible is all the words in blue show you the hebrew uh and you kind of can do a little amplified thing here uh when her days okay so that just means a period of time uh to give birth to bear forth to gender to 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 bear so we have, we have you know all these things so you can keep seeing what it literally means in hebrew now here's what's really cool about this verse 27 when the boys the, the lads grew up Uh, Esau, of course we know Esau, um, a skillful to, to know. So he's knowledgeable hunter. He hunts game, a man of the field, uh, the country. So he's out in the country. Uh, and then Jacob, a a quiet man. Now what in the world does quiet man mean? So if you click quiet Okay? Well, if you just hover, it means complete, if you see that blue there. Complete or uh, perfect sun. So I, I, to this day, I have no idea why they rendered it quiet. So if you click it, you'll get this, you'll, you'll see the Hebrew tam. Here it is. And it's used 15 times in the Bible. So let's click it. That's how you do word studies. Here we are in the Song of Solomons. It means perfect. Here it is in Song of Solomon's 5, 2. Perfect. Proverbs 29, blameless, 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 blameless. Job 9, blameless. Uh, uh, Though I would be blameless, he would uh, prove uh, me uh, perverse. So again, we have blameless and he would here connected. So it's blameless, really. Uh, Job 8, blameless. Job 2, blameless. Job 1, blameless. Job 1, blameless. It's the only time in all of the scriptures... That 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 TAM is used 15 times and for some reason they render it quiet, but the other 14 times it means blameless or upright. It makes no sense why in that one instance you change it. And so this is why it's so important that we want to we want to know the original languages as best as we can. You don't have to memorize, you don't have to no no no, but use resources that that use it because you go, now wait a second. If this word has meant blameless 14 times, why here does it mean quiet? Well, you have to remember, when someone puts together an English translation of the Bible, if they wrote, Jacob was a Tam man, we would have no idea what that means. So the translators, there's a group of them, all get together and they say, what does this mean in English? What ultimately that means is English Bibles, German Bibles, French Bibles, um... Uh, Chinese Bibles, Mandarin, right? Um, they're commentaries. It's a group of people doing the best job they can to explain what the original language means because there isn't always a word-for-word correlation, connection there. Uh, and so the translators said, well, it must mean quiet. And one of the reasons my suspicion is why they've chosen quiet, and most translations have, Uh, is because there is a narrative, church history has said, that Jacob was a swindler. Uh, He was a sneaky guy. And so if they put blameless, like the word is used 14 other times in the scriptures, uh, that changes the way you read the story, because this is how Jacob is introduced. If Jacob is introduced as a blameless man, that changes. Well, then why is he stealing the birthright uh, from Esau? And then you go, well, if he's blameless, maybe he's not stealing the birthright. Maybe the birthright's his, which it actually was, because God told Isaac uh, Isaac, that the birthright belonged to Jacob. So he's not really stealing the birthright. Uh, so again, it changes the way you look at it. So it's really important that we do, uh, the you, you look at the original languages, because it tells us what to really how to filter these things really really important so the step bible i love the step bible i use that and the blue letter bible i use a lot too i think is very helpful um cool a really cool resource i found in 2022 really cool resource um i'm gonna move you over here <clears throat> um this is Lexham Press. And we gotta be really careful because a lot of these, um, a lot of these book publishers are starting to go pretty dang liberal. And so they're putting out a lot of things based upon race uh, and gender uh, ideologies. And um, I, I, If someone's gonna write a commentary on, uh, we'll go back to Colossians. If someone's gonna write a commentary on Colossians, I want the most, um, equipped and knowledgeable person writing the book of Colossians. I do not care if what their what their melanin skin color is. I do not care, uh, necessarily about gender. Uh, I, I, I want, I want, or, 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 you know, gender identity, fluidity, all those kinds of, you know, sexuality. It's, Give me the best work possible. (laughs) Uh, And so a lot of these guys are going that way. I'm not saying that about Lexham Press, but it's getting harder and harder to find good commentaries uh, uh, because of that. But here's Lexham Press, and they have this really delightful um, thing. They're still building. They don't have the six volumes done yet, Um, but it's called the Lexham Geographic Commentary Series. Really cool stuff. Uh, and, and it's... let's see if we can see a, a picture of it. Here we go. Uh, here is the Lexham Geographic Commentary Series on the Gospels. 600 pages of all about the geography of the Gospels. Uh, here we are, Acts through Revelation, 4, 512 pages. Now, here we are. Here's my Lagos account. I have Lagos. Here's my stuff I'm working on Sunday. Um, so here we are, we, load, we open the book, chapter 1. So we have Matthew 2, 1 through 12, Luke 2, 1 through 20. So as you re- I love the way it's structured. As you're reading the Bible, the geography is attached to the scriptures. The birthplace of Jesus and the journeys of his first visitors. Let's, let's click it here. Bethlehem. The geographical setting of Bethlehem. It'll go into located five miles south of Jerusalem. Okay. So it and, and then we have scriptures attached to it. Um here we see how, how the travel from Nazareth. Uh-oh. 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 We're getting we're in an atlas. Travel from Nazareth to, to Judah to Bethlehem. Uh then there's some other places. Well, oh. Here we go. Here's the here's the Cataluma, like I said. Uh, here's we know we're gonna zoom in here. Here's this animals lived in the house in the first century. Jesus was placed in the manger because the manger would be attached in between the walls. Here's the upper room. The upper room was the guest room. Uh, so when they say there was no room in the Cataluma, it means the guest room was full. So Jesus was born in the family quarters. Uh, and was placed in the manger. <laughs> uh, so there you go. No, zoom out here. Uh, so the 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 geogra the the ge- uh, geographic commentaries really cool. So if you're going through books of the Bible, it just helps you kind of connect um, how things were laid out. The ge- what what it meant to travel that far uh, uh, when Jesus stood on on the Mount of Olives, and he said, you know, you think this is impressive, me cursing the fig tree. I tell you, you could say to this mountain, uproot and be tossed into the sea. Well, it's going to tell you that if you're standing on the Mount of Olives, uh, you know, there was, uh, I actually didn't agree with where they landed there because I think it was against the context of of the scriptures, but it talks about how Herod had a palace, uh, there, right, right on the Mount of 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 Olives, right attached to it. You can see it from where Jesus was standing, and so some people may have misconstrued that or, or taken that as an act against Rome. You could overthrow Rome itself, which I guess could be what Jesus was talking about. Though I don't think so. But it runs through some really fascinating things you probably wouldn't get otherwise. So it's a really helpful, quick resource uh, that that I've I've really enjoyed. Uh, the last one I want to show you. <clears throat> is this one i've been really really digging this one uh this is called my uh canon plus or canon press it's a book publisher they've been solid well they just created it's like 7.99 a month um they have an app now and they have a free account so you can use a lot of these things for free um but it is just a massive resource library for christians and uh, here I'm. I'm a subscriber, and here we are. Series we have um, discover. All right, so here's the front page: How to live in 2000 or 2023. Uh, and there's there's documentaries. There's Christmas things. There's children's books. Uh, trending audios. These are all audiobooks you can listen to. Uh, they have like blogs and and. Um, uh, long-form discussions. Here's uh, the, the 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 topics that we can look at: education, sermons, uh, debates, uh, new books that they're putting out. This is what's really cool. They have tons of um uh, puritan resources jeremiah burroughs the rare jewel of christian contentment great book um uh the mortification of sin, i've read that i've read this The mortification of sin incredible john owen i read jc ryle's holiness incredible uh richard sibbs i have not read him he's uh mark devers guy uh, re- really good uh, Athanasius of Alexandria. I don't know that one. Uh, Jonathan Edwards read this. Incredible. So you have all these old Puritan books that are really, really good. Jonathan Religious Affections. That's uh, John Piper's book uh, that he that he absolutely adores. And we have videos and trends. Now, um, let's see. Uh, kids books that are visual. Uh, ladies seminars. Uh, she's really cool. Uh, Rachel J- Janovic. She's got some incredible stuff. Uh, here we are, Introduction to, to Latin. You can learn Latin. Uh, biblical finance classes. Uh, how to write effective books through WordCraft. Uh, your Guide to the Liberal Arts. Uh, they have all these different seminary speakers. Uh, you can listen to their lecture series. The Sufficiency of the scriptures series. There's so much, so many resources in this library to keep you busy for the rest of your life so there's really really and it's been doctrinally fairly sound i mean really they're all most of them are presbyterian but they have a lot of baptists they have a lot of uh different kind of people on here really good good work uh i think it's definitely worth checking out uh, and you know seeing what you think uh so that's it for resources and i don't want to keep anyone too much longer uh but Uh, I'm talking about myself here and what I, you know, my study and what I'm into, and hopefully, you know, you can glean from this. Um, So personally, move from resources to me, I've been having some really bad heartburn, and at first they thought it was my heart because I was getting chest pains, and I did the x-rays, I went to the doctors, uh, blood pressure's fine, everything's fine, and um, now they think it's it's indigestion and I do too because the, the random pains in my chest and my back uh, it's focalized right right where my esophagus meets my stomach and now I'm getting a lot of pain in my stomach um, uh, you know like I have gastritis or GERD or an ulcer uh, hopefully nothing more serious um, but something's going on they're going to put me out in two weeks and do a scope and see what's going on with me. But I've always had esophagus issues. Being a little kid, uh, I had horrible uh, stomach issues and esophagus issues. Uh, I've been on proton pumps for a long time because I've just always, I've been buying time from a bigger issue. And of course I'm heavy, (laughs) Uh, you know, and I I lose weight and I gain weight. I've been on a diet on and off since I was 14 years old. I've just always struggled with weight. So just something that maybe you can keep me in prayer with. Uh, but one of the things that I'm noticing is that when I eat carbs, it's worse. And when I eat proteins, it's better. Uh, so I've been for s- about two months ago, the pain really started to get intense with what was going on. Um, and so I was I realized when I ate a lot of food, it hurt. Uh, and when I ate a lot of carbs, it hurt. But when I eat a lot of proteins and fats, I felt great. Uh, so actually January is world carnivore month. Uh, and so I am doing a lot of beef. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to show you my screensaver since, since we're, we're on the topic. I made this the other day, eat to the glory of God. Second, first uh, Corinthians 10 31. is my screensaver every day. Um, Eating a lot of meat, raw dairy. I'm not doing keto because I don't, I don't think the body should be in ketosis uh, forever. Um, you know, the body does this really incredible thing when you don't eat or you don't eat any carbs. It goes into a state of ketosis and you feel great. Your body burns fat for fuel. Um, but you, you can start to get heart problems, mineral problems, uh, which you have to supplement. Uh, you also have a hard time sleeping, so typically you need magnesium. And I'm of the persuasion: your food is your medicine. If what you're eating, you have to then take supplements um, to fill in the holes. You're you're not eating the way you're supposed to eat because the body should be getting everything you need from your nutrients. So uh, I notice if you add moderate carbs, your body really responds well, sleeps better. Uh, so I do honey, I do uh, fresh fruit, I do raw dairy. Um, and I'll do like some potatoes here and there, but I get most of my calories from beef and I've started that I'm down 15 pounds. I feel great. I'm getting strong. My stomach issues are getting better, but, um, yeah, just something to let you know, uh, my, my craziness, what I'm doing there. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, one more thing before we go. 2023, uh, we need a church building. Uh, everyone knows that it's cold in the winter. It's hot in the summer. The kids' rooms are just horrible. Uh, we're very thankful for that space, but um, you know, it, we're we're uh, you know, the board is in prayer about it. You know, people have been asking about it. We're uh, we're we're really praying that God would lead us and direct us in in a way here. Uh, there's no no big plans there's not like a building we found or anything like that uh but just that's a way that you can pray for me and for the church um you know and even things like if if an emergency counseling thing comes up and i need to meet somebody or talk with somebody we don't have a space to meet um so you know i don't know if we need an office in the meantime uh i don't know just 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 pray for that end for the church uh, would be a great blessing to me uh, if you guys can enter into that, uh, and that's my big prayer heading into 2023. That God would start moving us in that direction to find a place to go, uh, and to um, hopefully be free of rent forever uh, one day, which just sounds awesome to me. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, that that's that that would be that would mean the world to me if you can be in prayer about that. Uh, so. That's it. A really different sort of study. But I just wanted to show you uh, what what I'm getting into these days. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I should show. I mean, the ancient Christian commentary on Scripture, the Reformation commentary on Scripture. I'm building out a full-blown library, but it takes time, and it's expensive. For example, let's see here. This guy. There's three of these. The Encyclopedia of Ancient Christianity, okay? There's three of these. They're each $300, so it's $900 for all three books. I found them all on sale, used. They don't even seem used. I don't even understand. They said they were used uh, for 100 a piece, so 300 bucks. But that's a lot of money. Toss so much money to buy good books. Uh, so I'm building a library but I'm doing it without just throwing cash at everything uh, and trying to find sales and be patient uh, though I will say I'm starting to get to a point where I don't need much more so if all the internet went down uh, I I am almost at a point where I really wouldn't need any more and maybe I could argue I don't really need any more now but uh, we're getting there and so I'm so thankful and one day when I'm old and can't do this anymore, uh, I can give someone a godly inheritance, and whether it's my kids or whoever the pastor of the church is, um, you know, it's something that they can draw from for the rest of their lives. That would, that would be really a wonderful thing for me, to, to give this to somebody one day. Um, so with that, let's, let's pray, huh? God, we love you, we praise you, we thank you, we ask that you would be with us and protect us. God, we ask that you would help us to move into 2023 um, with intentionality (laughs) uh, and purpose. And let us not be jellyfish in the new year, but let us be strong and driven and patient in you, not bullheaded, but let us be men and women, God, of, of standing on the authority of your word, and a desire to see you magnified from east to west. We ask all of these things in accordance with your will and goodness. Be with us, God. Help us to be wise. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. Uh, Happy New Year, and I'll catch you on Sunday. I'll be there. We're in Revelation. I love you guys. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us for this Calvary Baltimore B-Side. If you'd like to get in touch or come visit us at Calvary Baltimore, our website is calvarychapelbaltimore.org. You can email us at calvary.faithlife at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you've been blessed by today's teaching and would like to donate to the work that God is doing through Calvary Baltimore, go to our website at calvarychapelbaltimore.org and click Donate Now. Until next time, as Pastor Josh says, study the Word, to live the Word, to share the Word. And join us again for the next Calvary Baltimore B-Side.